So today I have a few things that I want to say about my best friend, Bobby Pauls, the Nintendo guru. Bobby and I created countless hours of content together. We partnered on two Patreons, and we always ended our Skype calls with, I love you. And for me, I just felt like there was no way I could record another episode of We The Gamer Cast or the Xbox Drive or do another stream or do anything without doing this, without recording this and saying what I have to say. I've had countless people reach out to me, check in on me literally every single day, sometimes multiple times per day. And I am so, so grateful for you all. And I like to think I'm okay with words, but I simply don't have them to express how grateful I am to every single one of you for carrying me through this. My heart shattered into a trillion pieces on a Friday night when I received a call from Bobby's mom letting me know that Bobby had passed away earlier that day. And for a million reasons, it seemed like he was turning a corner. I had just talked to him a couple of days ago. I had FaceTimed him. It had never entered entered my mind, even though he was in very critical care. He had a very rough road and he fought for his life. Still, like I just never doubted that he would come back. Like this was just, this did not enter my mind into a possible outcome. And especially because 2020 was his year. It was such a crappy year for so many people and for so many reasons, but he made the most of it. He loved Animal Crossing. He loved Animal Crossing before before New Horizons. And the community loved his Animal Crossing content. We watched hundreds of you pile into the Discord. Literally hundreds of people pile into the Discord. And thousands of people subscribe to his channel. And for us, as, as, as his partner, that was unprecedented. It was very sudden for me and actually very intimidating for me. Hey, guys. Um, it was actually pretty intimidating for me to see all those people <laughs> come on into the Discord. Um, but for Bobby, he was just super comfortable with it, man. He, it's exactly what he had been working for for so many years. I'm seeing so many of you guys pile on into the Twitch chat. Thank you. That is what he wanted. That's what he was working for. And I remember when, like I said, hundreds of people, it was, it was actually, it, it actually got ridiculous of just the, the bot, the Discord bot welcoming in this person. We actually had to create a bot because we couldn't keep up with everybody jumping onto the Discord. And that's what he wanted. That's what he had been working for. And when it happened, he he sees every moment, every outcome that happened from his work it never caught him off guard he was he was ready for it and that was always so amazing and always impressing with that so I have a lot to unpack um, but I realized recently that Bobby did what he loved until he was literally no longer able to do that 
and we should all be so lucky. He podcasted, he created content, he did everything he could until he got so sick that he couldn't do it anymore. And I mentioned it on Twitter, but he knew he knew what the community had done for him while he was sick. He knew about Gaming for Guru because thankfully I had that moment to to FaceTime him just a couple of days before he passed. And when you podcast with somebody for so long, it becomes habitual. So it's so scheduled, it becomes part of your muscle memory. And I think that's kind of why this is hitting me so hard. And anybody who podcasts with him on a regular basis, Holly, and I know Toby is, Toby is, I don't know what the words are. He's left out of this conversation, not my conversation, but the, the general, the general conversation. Toby was with him from the beginning. Toby knew him before I did. Holly knew him, knew him before I did. There's, I've known Bobby a long time, but there were people, Alan, Alan knew him before I did as well. He was the geek guru. He did the geek cast. Um, and there are people who are, there are so many people who are hurting because of this. Um, but it was so routine for me. I still have the um, the Cup of Joe and Nintendo um, reminder in my calendar. And I don't know what it's going to take for me to remove that. Or delete the the podcast feeds from my from my app. Those are those are too final, man. That's that's for right now. I don't know if anybody else is in the same boat, but one day I'm gonna have to do it. But it's like when something is that routine, and it comes to a stop. I was like, that's like that's like brushing your teeth every day. And then all of a sudden your teeth are knocked out of your face and you go like, I probably should still brush these things, right? Like that's what I do when I wake up. It's That's what we did. We we jumped on our Skype calls. We made coffee. We were always late for each other because we were always making coffee. And we that's we just, we created content. We, we dreamed together. We brainstormed together. We did so many things together always. And I think that's one of the reasons why this is, why it's hitting so hard. And... As I try to do this piece, you know, and, and I felt like the, the service was another piece. The When the news came out into, when it became public that Bobby had passed, like, I'm so hyper aware of these moments that are happening. And I'm aware of them in a way that that hurt so bad when they are happening. But I'm also aware of the fact that how important they are to do this to go through these motions, to honor him in this way, to get the closure that we can possibly get through his funeral service. And on a good day, I'm bad at transitioning my mood. If, uh, if something has upset me during, during a day, I feel like there's almost no turning back <laughs> until I until I sleep it off until I have some sort of like major distraction I, I it's a that's a that's a problem for me um I was talking to Chelsea about it tonight like that's that's something that I that I'm pretty pretty horrendous at if I've if I have let anybody know that I'm in a in a bad 
spot, I find it incredibly awkward to go, okay, so um, moving on. And so that's what this is. This is, this is me diving in 1000% sharing this with you guys that we are all, we're all hurting with this. There's cause I like, as if there would be any doubt, but part of my thought was like, you know, jumping back into we, the gamer cast or getting back into the Xbox drive. The shows start with me screaming at you guys. They start with me just not, and I mean, this is a, this is an old habit by this point, but back when I first started doing the podcast, like I didn't know how else to start a podcast. I didn't know what else to do. So I just screamed, Hey, at people. And so when it comes to dealing with this and then going, okay, let me jump into a podcast and, and start this and say, Hey, everyone, it's me like that. Just, it, I couldn't. And that has, that's why it's been so long since I've put anything out there and done really doing any of this. So I feel like this is an important, completely transparent thing to share. So that when I do tomorrow, when I, um, when I record the Xbox drive, I want to be in it like a thousand percent like I was before. And like Bobby would, I don't want to have to pull any punches when I get back into this. And I will get back into it. But I don't want to do the... And, and this is no offense to anybody who has. I am so... And I'll get into this too. I'm a little off script right now. But I'm just... I'm so grateful to everybody who has created content. Ed Placencia is in the chat right now. I've been in your streams every day. Iron Lords, I was in your stream on Sunday. I'm so grateful for you guys for being so strong. Rebecca's in the chat. Thank you for your content and for giving me a place to go. Because I just couldn't do it, man. There was no way. There was no way because I needed to do this. I needed to. And I wanted to do this well. I, not that this is like amazing or anything, but I wanted to at least be able to say that I I put my thought into this. And did it as at least it was as well as I felt like I could. So I wanted to do this first before going back into the regular swing of things. I felt like it would be really disingenuous of me to go right back into the Xbox drive and going like, let's get hyped about the Bethesda news. It's like, I wasn't on Twitter at all today because, I mean, I was there, I was reading stuff, but I was quickly like just getting out of it because like that stuff just doesn't matter, you know, at least the fighting the 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 arguing over what's going to be exclusive or whatever like it talk about a shot of perspective so yeah i'm generally pretty bad at transitioning from being publicly affected and then going trying to go back into into hype mode but i realize there's been a couple people who have um who've reached out to me and they and they've expressed like that they didn't realize that Bobby and I were so close and you know for for some people that that is obvious there there's some people who who are well aware there's many most of you guys I would say are well aware but for um for anybody who doesn't know um especially because this is also releasing on the Xbox Drive feed um I would say that Bobby 
rarely came up there. Um, just I actually was looking at some old DMs of ours uh, when we when we first met. There was some old um, private messages from his geek guru um, from his geek guru account, and <laughs> I asked him back then. I, I I made sure to put everybody's like their their Twitter and their YouTube and. And if they had gamer tags, if people wanted to find them on like Nintendo or Xbox, and I asked, like, so he gave me his PlayStation and his and his Nintendo, um, his IDs and stuff, and I said no Xbox, and he said fuck Xbox. <laughs> that was back in 2016, man. That was uh, so we were <laughs> we were there. Pranash, hey, how you doing? Oh, oh, I'm sorry to hear that, man. Oh, I hope everything's okay. Anyway, Bobby. Uh, Bobby and I, we, we were, man, we go back, we go back. So for anybody who doesn't know, I thought I would spend a little bit of time just talking a little bit about, about who he was to me and we'll kind of go from there. There were so many things that had to happen. So many things had to line up for Bobby and I to meet each other. It's not like we could bump into each other at a, at a GameStop or a, or at a grocery store or anything like, and noticed each other's shirt or, or something like that. It was a, that was an impossibility. The amount of space on the internet is practically infinite. And for us to bump into each other, the way that we did was so damn special. And so I wanted to spend a little bit of time kind of reflecting on, on that, on the things that put us into the places that we had to be in in order to bump into each other and I like I'll go back here a little bit I'll go back I'll go way back like my um my dad loves talk radio like as kids he would listen to talk radio in the car full blast man and I always thought that was weird (laughs) I was like why wouldn't you want to listen to music like why would you want to listen to talk radio but dad listened to talk radio he still listens to talk radio like full blast. Uh, he just loves it. So I guess the I guess the apple doesn't really fall far from the tree because as soon as the podcast app became a thing on iOS, like some people might not remember, but you know, podcasts used to actually be part of whatever they called the music app, like iPod app or whatever on, on iPhone. It was you could listen to music and you could listen to podcasts. That was baked into into the music thing. So it was but it was so it was buried. It wasn't really I'd heard about podcasts, but it wasn't until that podcast app became a thing that a friend of mine kind of, I, I, I saw it pop up on my phone. I was like, I was, I've heard about these podcasts. Like, are there any good ones that you listen to? Any kind of, a friend of mine had introduced me to like what I would say back then and that whatever that was 2010 or 2011 or something like that. He, he introduced me to like the podcast, like starter kit, like the, um, you know, the Adam Carollas, the, uh, the Mark Marins, the, those types of things. So I was listening to those pretty religiously and just like so many of you guys, like I got completely obsessed. Chelsea and I, I think had just started dating at about that time and we've gotten pretty comfortable with each other, I would say, because, um, because I was just always listening to podcasts. I was like, there were endless, man. There were, there were infinite. There were so many podcasts around. There was, and like I said, like Adam Kroll was doing like hourly stuff and his shows were a couple hours long. And I, and I used to love Adam Kroll at Mark Marin was a couple times a week and his were, were hours long. And then 
I don't even remember exactly how it happened, but but somewhere along the lines, I discovered video game podcasts, and it's like, oh snap! Like like so many. Uh, this is not a unique story. It's just like a lot of other people. But again, this is what brought Bobby and I together. Um, discovered the video game podcast, podcasts unlocked beyond NVC, Game Scoop. Like hell, I even listened to like Polygon had a podcast. This <laughs> is like I just like Justin McElroy a lot. But I was listening to podcasts all the time when I was doing the dishes or vacuuming or driving or going to sleep or whatever it was. I was listening to po- – I became completely obsessed with the endless um, the endless feeds. There was always something to listen to. And that will continue I think for probably for the rest of my life. I, they, they just completely permeated every part of my – every part of my life. And back then, at least for me – um, creating a podcast, there was pretty significant barriers to entry. Like there was, there wasn't a lot of how to's. And even now, like, I don't know that necessarily it's, um, that there's a lot of resources out there. Bobby became that resource on how to start a podcast. But for me, it was a mystery, like how those things, how the, how the audio somebody recorded a, how you even recorded it and B, like, how do you get that propagated on the internet how do people find it all of those things that was that was a complete mystery to me so for me i wanted to get into talking about games um but i couldn't podcast because i didn't know how uh so i was writing i wrote for a site called 16bitkings.com rest in peace um i was writing for that site before meeting andrew semichek from we the nerdy and Speaking of Andrew, you're not allowed to go anywhere because I can't do this for you too, man. <laughs> like you need to stick around, man. Stay healthy. Um, but but Andrew is another. Like there's 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 Andrew Semichek, there's Bobby Pauls, and there's Brock McLaughlin. Like three people who completely changed my life. And Andrew changed my life by giving me a chance to write for We the Nerdy, and that was um that was just me contributing and 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 trying things out on the on the writing front reviewing games or talking about e3 doing like i did e3 predictions like written before everybody was doing um e3 predictions in a podcast andrew's in the chat hey man um i'm glad i'm forever grateful to you dude so i was writing for we the nerdy and andrew let me on a couple episodes of we the gamer cast and Back then, We the Gamer Cast was a pretty traditional, you know, get a couple of people around the horn, do the news, what you play, and that sort of thing. Um, but it fell off after a couple of episodes, or at least it, from where I came into play, it fell off after a couple of episodes because we had a hard time, you know, getting everybody to show up at the same time. Um, that was really it. Just having having that commitment from that group. It's it's anybody who creates content. You guys know the grind. You know that it's that it's a challenge, um, and that's why when people reach out to content creators and say that they're grateful for the for the time and for the for the content that they create, like you guys, like there's so much that goes into it that that most people don't really talk. It's not really like awesome to talk about either, but it's hard. And we the gamer cast originally fell apart just because of you know just scheduling and stuff. It just didn't really work out. So. Once that kind of happened, once the once that show was was pretty much done, I still was like, okay, so now I have this microphone and I can I have podcasted before, and I had mentioned before, like I was listening to Mark Marin. I just I don't know. I had this moment, this realization 
of listening to Mark Marin and realizing like exactly how he did that show. And I'm like, I can do that. Like I can do that. Like, you, you know, the format of it seemed like it was pretty something that I could replicate. Um, and also that it was different. It was different from the, the usual podcast. Um, and it was different in a way that it allowed me to do it on my own, but still work with other people and not have to rely on or be disappointed by, um, people who couldn't show up the same time every single week. So Andrew trusted me with We The Gamer Cast. So let's like, let's keep track of all of these things that kind of had to happen in order for Bobby and I to meet. Like if none of these things happen, like then Bobby and I just continue on with our lives and never meet each other. And then like, who knows what happens, but it's these moments that happen that are very memorable for me uh, and very pivotal that I remember what put me in the right place at the right time. So we, the gamer cast, like all of these decisions that had to be made, all of the decision that we, the gamer cast was not going to be the same for people every single week because it couldn't be, but that it would be open to strangers on the internet and it would be a new guest every single week. And so part of the, part of my thought process back then was that would naturally help the show actually grow. And I kind of thought that it would have almost like this people would want to be on the show because it provided them with a chance to participate in a podcast in a way that they couldn't otherwise do because everything that I had known was it's hard as hell to get onto a, to, to do a podcast. And what I found out actually was that I would say the vast majority of people who've come on the show are content creators. That was, that was not expected, but I, uh, I was having my doubts, man. Like, as much as I was so grateful for the opportunity and I was, I was doing it. Um, the show was very hard to do the show and, and Mitch powers in the chat here on Twitch too. He says you and podcasting changed my whole life. As far as content creation, you were my first podcast and I'll never forget that. Thanks, Mitch. Um, We the Gamer Cast was Mitch. No, and the reason I call up Mitch is because Mitch Mitch did a show similar to this. Anybody who does a podcast like this, Argo's in the chat too, doing it by himself. Like the grind is real, and when you don't have somebody to work with on it, you are your you're you're probably your 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 own worst enemy. At least I was um, on the best of days. Uh, the self doubt was real. Doing the show is hard. Scheduling people is time consuming. Recording the show is <laughs> who knew if you're gonna if you're gonna publish and produce and release a podcast that's an hour in length you got to sit down for at least an hour to record the thing and then some of the other work kind of happens so that the amount of time and the workload that what that i discovered um was new and it was difficult and i had a lot of self-doubt and i didn't owe it to anybody i didn't i didn't have to do it i i and I, you, you never really do um so i was already i think it was five episodes in thinking okay well we'll just maybe get through a couple more of these things and then probably shut it down. Cause I can just write and this is hard as heck. And yeah, let's, uh, let's not do that. But then on February 3rd, 2016, I received a message from the geek guru and it said, Sean, I've been listening to your podcast today. I'm enjoying them. Smiley face. I'd love a chance to come on and do an episode. If you'll find me a suitable guest at some point, smiley face. Now, 
what a blowhard. What a brown nose. Hey, who, who is Bobby talking to like this? I'd love a chance to come on and do an episode if you'll find me a suitable guest at some point. <laughs> it's so proper. Um, but that message is is captured forever. February 3rd, 2016. That's just over five years at this point that Bobby reached out to me. I didn't know who he was. I didn't reach out to him. He had heard the show, I think, because Josh Brandt was on the show and um, he was always on the lookout. Bobby was always on the lookout for people making content, even well beyond We The Gamer Cast. He was doing that before We The Gamer Cast and he continued to do it afterwards. It continued on into into Twitch. Actually, even I was I was tempted to read you guys like the entirety of our um, of our Twitter DMs because we go into like him telling me that he's in New Jersey and I'm telling him that I'm here in mountain time and us figuring all that stuff, like standard stuff of people kind of like meeting for the first time and trying to line up timings and stuff like that. I talked about like the, uh, the Xbox comment he made and we just, um, we kept talking from there. Hey, smashy ashy. Uh, so we, we just, we really hit it off. We recorded the episode and we talked for, hours afterwards we finished the we finished the whole thing um i actually i wanted to share the episode like I, i've actually shared it on the we the gamer cast feed but i wanted to share like the, the the clip at the end that i often talk about where he infused me with confidence in a way that just wasn't happening because i wasn't working with anybody you know like chelsea was always telling me like chase my dreams and she would she'd be so encouraging but it's kind of like f- f- what bobby did for me from for that to come from a stranger was so powerful. Uh, he made me believe in myself at the end of that episode. He told he he stopped promoting himself and he promoted me and my show on my show. <laughs> it was so weird, but it didn't matter. Like the the that awkwardness didn't didn't matter. He made me believe in myself and that that he had fun. He told me that he had fun, and it's amazing how rare encouragement is i don't remember the last time i've talked about this I, i'm sure i've mentioned it on we the gamer cast at some point recently but it's it's all rooted in what bobby did for me it's so rare for people to encourage each other in such a at all period but then also in a in a in a such a genuine way um and i was tempted to share that moment on twitter just that clip but i'm so awful <laughs> and i'm so embarrassed for myself but bobby says such wonderful things um but yeah just uh a memory in a moment that changed everything. I, uh, how could I shut down We the GamerCast at that point when the Geek Guru came on and said that he had the most fun that he's had on a podcast and that uh, that other people should come on it? It's like, what else do you need to hear? That's like a thousand five star reviews coming in on iTunes and completely unprompted. He wasn't going to get anything out of that. He just, you know, the way that he even he, he even kind of said like, I don't know what it is. He just like you just let me kind of run my jaw (laughs) and that moment changed everything he changed my life he really changed every like we the gamer cast led to so many things my life is the fact that i'm doing this on twitch is because of bobby and because of we the gamer cast um the fact that anybody listening to this is such a tribute to him i met dave moore thanks to we the gamer cast and dave and i started the Xbox Drive and Xbox Canada started listening to the Xbox Drive, and they were supporting us in a big way. Uh, they invited us to E3, and they sent me to the to the coalition to preview Gears Five. 
they sent me an Xbox to review and I unboxed one in the back of a truck. Like my life is so full of wonder and excitement. Thanks to that one Sunday afternoon talking to Bobby. So we recorded We The GamerCast and we we kept talking for hours and hours after that and we and we kept in touch even though it always kind of felt a little bit weird. Like now it's very normal. Now, um, at least for me and maybe for many of you guys too, to just like you meet friends on the internet. That's just what we do now. But back in 2016, like that was not, that had not been my life experience at all. It was, and we joke about this. Like our parents told us like, that's not what you do. You, you don't, you don't tell people on the internet, like where you live or anything about you. Um, let alone did, did any of us ever think that you, you could develop a, one of the most powerful and best friendships, the best relationships that you ever had. Like that came from something that you weren't supposed to do. So we had recorded the show and we were taught. We just kept talking um, mainly because that's just what Bobby does. Uh, he, <laughs> you let him go. And especially back then, like I just, how do you interrupt that guy? So, kept talking for on that on that Skype call and I remember coming back after that you know the the show's only supposed to be about an hour long and I came back down like hours after this is well before Lincoln was born and Chelsea and I were still newly married uh well not that newly married I guess we were we're maybe a couple years in uh but came, coming back down to Chelsea just like I just talked to a guy from New Jersey <laughs> for for hours and hours and I remember saying to her like I don't know what it is about this guy but um I feel like that was a big moment. I kind of expressed to her like how encouraging he was, but like there was something about him and we stayed in touch. He, he, we messaged each other and it wasn't long after that, that he invited me onto his podcast. And that was like, dude, what a, what a big moment. He, uh, he invited me onto his podcast and that's kind of like the thing that started, started the bug. Many of us who do this, many of us who create content, we've we've all many of us have experienced this when you just you can't just do one podcast. You can't just do one thing. You've got to do now it's yeah, now streaming is into it, but back in twenty sixteen that was very difficult. But Bobby asked me on to his podcast and I was like, I love guesting on podcasts. I like doing more than just we the gamer cast. And after guesting on his show and we stayed in touch and one thing led to another, you know, it just so uh we he asked me if we if if I would work with him on something. We didn't even know what it was. He was just he, he, we kind of expressed to each other like I don't know what it is, but we were really like talking to each other. And I was like, did we just become best friends? Like we had one of those moments, and we, you know, Bobby Bobby is the type of person who had a trillion ideas for podcasts. God knows how many ideas he had like just sitting in the hospital. But he probably would have had. He would have his comeback video or announcement would have been him with like 72 new podcasts. I'm sure of it, but he always had an idea. And so he had something that he wanted to work on with me. And like, I was just flabbergasted that he was even being friendly to me. So, uh, of course I said, whatever you want to do, Bobby, like I'm let's, let's do it. Let's just, who cares? Let's see what happens. And there was this beautiful, like innocence about it back then. Like you just now, now there's like, there's, Twitch subs and affiliate affiliates and there's there's Patreon and there's all these things that kind of like make it a little bit more complex. Back then it was very simple. It was just two friends jumping on a on a Google Hangouts. For God's sakes, we were on Google Hangouts. It was it was very very innocent. We just wanted to make stuff. We just wanted to create something. 
Um, nobody was listening, uh, not too many people anyways, but Bobby, Bobby always was, was ahead of the game on so many things with his ideas on the podcast. He had a following he had, like, he was the guy, there was so many of us like indie podcasters, um, who were just like trying it out. But Bobby always seemed like he already had his community. He already had, um, even if it was like one or two or three or whatever it was, there was, um, the Gary Graves of the world or the, the Jonathan Browns very, very early in Joel Brooks. James Johnson, guys from way, way, Todd, Todd Oxtra, um, so many people early on who knew Bobby and followed him. And so it was like this big deal. He, he had this celebrity persona about him. His, his presence was, so many people have said, larger than life. Like it was especially prominent back then because the rest of us had nothing. <laughs> the rest of us had absolutely nothing. And Bobby was such a big deal. And he was so confident. So... Yeah, I was on board. I was whatever he wanted to do. It's just like, yeah, let's let's do this. And um, he threw the idea. If we ran Nintendo, and we'll, we we don't want to do the same old, same old. We don't want to do just uh, the news, and and we never wanted to be like disrespectful of any of anybody who was doing that because that's what I consume. Like that's I love those shows. The Nintendo Shack. I continued to bug him that the Nintendo Shack is the best Nintendo podcast <laughs> on the internet. I would always say that to him. Um, but he wanted to do something different. And even if it meant that it could be a little bit more difficult for people to really wrap their heads around it, like there's something about, there's something about, um, doing the same old thing, doing a, doing a traditional format that is familiar for people. People understood what they were going to get into. And Bobby didn't want to do that. Even if it meant avoiding that, like maybe a quick win and gaining a listener who, who was there for the comfort food. Bobby wanted to, to push the envelope and challenge what it meant to, to create a podcast. He always wanted to stand out and his work ethic was, was like nothing else. So anyways, we're, we're starting if we were at Nintendo and this was the spirit behind it just for it to be, for it to be different. And I was like, whatever you say, man, like, (laughs) I don't know how to do any of this stuff. He was doing all the recording. He was doing all the posting and he's the geek guru. Like let's, I'm on board. Even if I didn't, I didn't love the name. If we're at Nintendo back in the day, I was like, this is very on the nose, man. It's like, it's hard to say. It's, it's, it's not as, it's not as punchy as, as some of the other podcasts. And, and I did also for the record, I didn't, and he knows this too. Like I, I didn't love the name Cup of Joe and Nintendo either. Um, but you know, he, when he had his mindset on something like we, we just ran with it. And that's not to say like, I, I should really like he, the Patreon is called Yumi Capri. He, he was the draw. He's always been the draw. I, I have, I've just been the co-host, but with Bobby, like I was always so lucky to be his co-host and he made me feel comfortable before I felt comfortable on my own, he made me feel like what he could because he could roll with whatever nonsense I was throwing at him, and and sometimes I wouldn't complete a thought, or sometimes I would just, you know, my my random ass brain just, God knows what I was coming up with, but I would come up onto the onto if we were at Nintendo, and I would be like lifting up my shirt over my face, like one of the first episodes was me lifting my shirt up over my face to show him whatever graphic tee or whatever it was that I was wearing. And he would just like, he would just roll with it. He was, I don't know that like we, we really get into like all of his skills, his, um, 
but what what he brought to the table. Oh, I don't remember what I was going to say before. He was in our early chats. He was talking about how difficult it is to play a game and talk at the same time. He'd always wanted to do sort of like he, we talked about let's plays. It wasn't even about streaming back then. It was recording a video um, and doing a let's play. Uh, that you would then post onto YouTube later. It wasn't live streaming. So it's, it's amazing to, to think about Bobby talking like that five years ago, that that he found it very difficult to play a game and talk at the same time to obviously like where he, where he ended up. Like we grew, we grew so much together and yeah, those early days were very, they were very innocent. We had no expectations. We were just like a, a couple kids around the, the kitchen table scribbling drawings and crayons and, and things like that where it's like we were creating comic books like our own our own comics um but his his improvisation skill improvisation is improv his his improv was so good because you could always just like roll with whatever nonsense that i was throwing at him and i felt like that was something that was very magical for us that i felt like the show could even if even if i didn't know what i was doing bobby always had my back and that was on the show and off the show he if i didn't know what i was going to do next like bobby always had my back uh and there's so many times during the show he's like, like he would reel it back in he would reel it back in man and i like i would sing i would sing fire emblem songs to him and we'd go back and forth like this it was it was so special those are such genuine memories that i have and then people started listening people started listening to if we ran nintendo uh, they were commenting on the YouTube videos uh, on If We Ran Nintendo. It was a, it was a genuine, at least in our little world, If We Ran Nintendo was a hit. We had like 50, 50 listens. <laughs> we had like, like those videos would go up and go like, I can't believe it's like 75 views on this show. Like I think at, at our high point, we would get maybe like 100 views on these videos. And that was that was everything. The community was everything. Uh, and that spilled over into our into our planning and what we were thinking about what was coming up next. And like I said, our friendship was very, very childlike, very, very playful. And that made it so much fun. But we got to a point where people would ask us if we would start a Patreon. People would ask us to give us a way for, or give them a way to, to, for them to support us. And so we did, we created the make us better patreon and if people wanted to support us we wanted to be really transparent about how their help would power make the content better for us and our shows went live we did live if we ran nintendo on on twitch and on youtube we the gamer cast became a video show for for a while we upgraded our gear we met in real in real life and the, and the reason i bring that up is because uh k crossing is in the chat says you guys were a great team watched so many videos and Wonderkind says the ultimate bromance. And it was the bromance comment that, that caught me because that's what I think it was Josh Stapleton left a comment in one of the, um, one of the first videos Bobby and I did together when we were in person in New York city. And I think he had said something like watching this bromance is so special. And it was, it was, it was as funny as it is to call it a bromance. We loved each other very, very much. It felt very honeymoon like, we like everything was great. We we're always laughing. We we're always having a good time. But like any good relationships, we we had our spats too. Some of you guys heard some of the spats that we had on if we ran Nintendo and and some of the live streams. I, um, there was there was a pretty good one when the Switch was revealed. There was another if we ran Nintendo and Bobby had mentioned Image and Form maybe just one too many times 
for me to think like what what is image and form going to do there's no disrespect for image and form of course they make incredible games but like we we're talking about but you guys have to remember back then it was like nintendo had the wii u like things were not so good on on the nintendo front end I wasn't really all that hyped about having a, an indie developer save the fate of the of the uh, of this Nintendo platform. So we had our fights, we had our fights big time on the air and off the air, and and especially off the air. Like some, and I'm not saying like that this was happening on a regular basis at all. There was maybe like one or two times, but we were scream, we were screaming at each other, really, really, and like we're both we're both we are who we are um very passionate about what we want to do and um stubborn in our ways as well and we had our we had our moments um but i think what was the most telling part about how strong our friendship was is that that didn't split us apart and i don't know about any of you guys but i've definitely had friendships that couldn't survive a disagreement like a soft disagreement let alone an actual argument and our friendship did. Our friendship survived the good times and the bad. And that just made us stronger. And I have a few friendships that are like that still to this day. I definitely I think about Donnie as well. Like Donnie and I have, have had our fights as well. Like we've had our disagreements. But we didn't like delete each other off the internet. Um we didn't we didn't cancel each other. We came to appreciate each other. And Bobby and I, we, Bobby and I already had that appreciation for one another. So that was never really something that we had to go gain afterwards. I think Donnie and I for sure, but, um, Bob, Bobby and I just had that, that baseline. It was so strong that even, even a good spat couldn't, couldn't break us up. And we worked together a lot. We talked all the time and he even welcomed me into his home a couple of times so I've, like I said, I've tried to convey how close Bobby and I were. When I try to talk about that, I, I tell stories about how long we've known each other, the things that we've done together. But the thing that I remember is like how he made me laugh and how he made me smile. We, there's, Thank thank God so many of our conversations are on YouTube. You can see countless screenshots of us just making each other crack up and pushing each other's buttons and bringing up Kirby at the wrong time or whatever it was. We we had so much fun. He kept me on my toes. He challenged me and he made me better. He wasn't a yes man. He told me if an idea was bad, he would tell me. And... That is kind of why I wanted to do this solo tonight. I I thought about, and I think we'll maybe get to this in the future of We The Gamer Cast. Well, there's so many people who are touched by Bobby, and I'd love to have conversations with people. But how do you choose the one person to talk about Bobby with you? So many of us feel like we were Bobby's number one. I definitely felt like that. I know Holly feels like that. I know Toby feels like that. Mark Carabin did the the Ink Strike podcast with Bobby. There's so many people, and that's just who Bobby was. Everybody feels that way. So I wanted to do this just by myself, but any any one of those people, and the list goes on and on and on of people who I could have on We The Gamer cast to remember Bobby and to tri- to pay tribute to his to his life and his work ethic and his community, his sense of community. 
but that's part of why it's taken me so long to do this. I wanted to do this right. I didn't know exactly what that looked like. Last week was just a complete write-off for me. I don't know how, how, uh, how really I even got through last week. It was just a blur. It doesn't, I don't really remember a lot of it. Bobby would tell me that, that I'm overthinking things like a lot. He would, he would, um, like in general, but also this, he would, he would, he would tell me that like, what are you, what are you sitting on your butt for? Uh, just get out and say whatever it is that you need to say. But I didn't know exactly what I wanted to say. And I also didn't want to forget anything. And inevitably, like I'm, there's so many things, there's so many stories to be told. There's so many people to recognize and so many things that we've done. So many aspects about Bobby that I'm not going to be able to touch on. There's just so much about him. This is also probably a good reason why I didn't speak at his service. Cause I could, you don't put a podcaster, <laughs> um, doing a eulogy at a, at a, at a service. Cause we'll fill an hour and won't leave any time for the rest of the service. But Bobby was, he was special to so many people. So many people felt like they were so close to him and they, because they were. And even as I have wanted to put something out to, uh, and as as much as everybody has made me feel, Kato's in the chat saying exactly what the point I'm getting to here is, everybody has said, we are here from you, here for you. And still, um, still, it's just been so hard. And it has felt even, I, I, with everybody's understanding, everybody's saying, take your time, take whatever you need. We're here for you. I still felt somehow like I was making excuses by not putting anything out, by not streaming or, or creating We The Gamer Cast. It still felt like I was like somehow almost like exploiting the opportunity to take a break because Bobby was so <laughs> against taking a break and I just didn't know what to say. And so I just, for at this moment, I just want to say thank you to everybody for making me feel so supported and making me feel like I wasn't making a bad decision or making excuses. Those were fleeting thoughts. Those weren't, those weren't things that I was really like, that wasn't the part that I was losing sleep on. I was losing sleep for a number of other reasons, but I, I did feel like this was an okay thing to do. So thank you guys for that. It, it, it only took a couple of hundred of you guys to, to, uh, to hammer home that point. So I really, I really do appreciate that. But what a, what a devastating loss, man. Like it doesn't seem real. Who's saying that in the chat? It doesn't seem real. And we've done all the things that should make it seem real. We've done the service. I've made the phone calls to the close friends who, to let them know that he had passed. We've consoled each other. We've shared memories. I've listened to, I don't know how many podcasts who are, who are posting tribute to Bobby, whether in talking about him or posting full on episodes by the way, guys, I'll have more information on this soon, but I'll be posting something um, for you, for everybody to submit when Bobby was on their show or on um, like a, on a YouTube or whatever. Like I want to be able to capture when Bobby was a guest on shows and host that as a feed. 
Um, I don't know exactly what's going to happen with all of his shows. Uh, that's for another day. But but what I do know is I would love to, in order to continue to the tribute of Bobby being so in touch and so loved by the community, wouldn't it be amazing to have a podcast be dedicated to all the shows that, that he guested on and being able to share that um, with everybody who loved him and being able to give back to the to the podcast that had him on the show. Maybe there's a discovery element there. Maybe there's, I don't know. But I, I do feel like like Bobby would want something like that. Um, also, it feeds his ego. So, and he always he always really loved that. <laughs> but we've done all the things. We've done all the things that you're supposed to do when somebody passes away. And still, I think a lot of us are like, this this doesn't seem real. Chris O'Brien's in the chat and wrote the wrote the song for If We Had Nintendo and what a beautiful memory that is and recording the recording the or, or video filming that the intro to that was just amazing chris o'brien says it's hard to lose him but i'm grateful that he left us legit hundreds if not thousands of hours of content for us to enjoy when we start to miss his presence seriously man like i worked with the guy i podcasted with him and there is still a lifetime worth of content that i haven't heard before that will be new i was listening to uh to quest for pixels and and the other thing too is by the time you get to the end of it you could start over at the beginning and it'll it'll seem new to you because there, you it's been so it's been years since you listened to it. A little, it'll literally take you years to get through it all. But he was Bobby was always so as as much as he was dedicated to his his craft, he was always so proud of me. I mentioned before all the all the wonderful things that happened through Xbox, going to E three and going to the coalition and meeting the people that I was meeting and all the things. He was never jealous. He was never spiteful. He always knew how much time and effort he put into his content and what he was getting out of that and how much time I was able to put into my content and how much I was getting out of that. And it was that that wasn't like I was overachieving. Bobby was but that never that never made him negative. He never he was never spiteful about any of that stuff. He didn't he didn't get to go to E3. Even though his uh, his love and dedication to Nintendo is unmatched by anybody on any platform, and he didn't get the love from Nintendo that that I've gotten from Xbox, and that didn't that never made him jealous. And he saw I could always go to him with the latest like exciting news, and it's just so he was so compassionate on that front, and I could trust him with anything, like the level of trust that you really only have with a small number of people in your entire life, and that's who he was for me he was he's irreplaceable i feel so lucky to have been in that position he can i was gonna say you can only podcast with so many people but you probably podcast with thousands of people <laughs> to be honest with you guys but i feel so fortunate to be you know his co-host on if we're in nintendo and of course on on cup of joe if we're in nintendo is really the thing that started it his Patreon was with me. As as many po- uh, projects as he worked on, his Patreon was was with me. He could have worked with literally anybody, uh, but he chose me and we were partners. And in this latest Patreon, he put my name on it. He was the draw. He was the Nintendo guru. He always was the big deal. 
and he put Capri on the name. He was so selfless. We joke about his ego. His, his ego is not even, like, you have to joke about because it it's not real. I never took it for granted. Never for a moment. I actually caught myself a couple of times just going, like, I can't believe I'm, like, that's a Nintendo guru right there. It's a geek guru right there. Like, and I, like what, am, what am I doing here? But he never made me feel like less than. He made me feel like an equal. He made me feel valued. I trusted his opinion and his advice and I could run any idea past him, any idea. And he would give me honest and, and critical thought about it. There was nothing cookie cutter about his content and there was nothing cookie cutter about the advice that he gave me and countless other people. I know it because people have told me what he said to them and it's individualized. It's not the same. He didn't tell the same thing to Quest for Pixels as he told to Nintendo Nostalgia, as he told to however many other content creators. Josh Stapleton, I know that he's talked to you about stuff. Individualized, custom, tailor-made advice. That is so hard to do. It's so time-consuming, and he always made time for everybody. And he, that's how he got the best out of everybody. He got the best out of me because of that. He, and he got everybody set on the right foot. <laughs> Wonderkind says, Sean, you know he's yelling at you for not giving yourself enough credit for who you are. Maybe. Bobby, you have to give credit to somebody who unlocks potential like that. What a beautiful thing. He's like a, like a teacher that like you, how many teachers do you have when you go through school and you remember like two of them, you have like, you have like that one, maybe three tops. If you're lucky, you've got like three teachers that you're like, wow, that teacher, like just, they did it. They changed everything. That was Bobby for me. What a beautiful thing for him to do that for so many people to unlock the potential, to give them the path, to not expect anything in return. I'm sure ultimately he knew like that he'd get a kickback in some way in terms of like karma or whatever it was, but he didn't, he didn't ask for anything. He gave himself to everybody. He gave his belongings to other people. He gave streaming cards, um, capture cards to people. He gave Nintendo switches to people. He was so selfless because he just wanted what was best for other people. He got so much joy out of it and he loved Nintendo in a way that was, kind of comical like when you're podcasting with him and it's like he's calling himself the nintendo guru and the fanboyism the irrational defending of nintendo that would drive me crazy is exactly the thing that now that he is gone will hurt my relationship with nintendo because (laughs) Anytime there's an announcement, it's like Bobby is, it's Bobby and Nintendo, Nintendo and Bobby, like those two things, those two entities, he is forever linked. When I play Animal Crossing, Bill is on my island, he'll never leave. Nintendo, every, for every good thing they do, it, Bobby would have wanted them to do that. For every terrible thing that Nintendo will inevitably do, Bobby would have done it better. And he would have had a thought or two about it as well. He would have had a, a video that night about it. He was linked to Nintendo. 
podcasting about Nintendo is going to be difficult. Listening to podcasts about Nintendo is going to be difficult because it's just never going to be the same. I've heard him tell stories about Nintendo that take me back into his childhood years. And through Nintendo, I feel like I've known him since he was a kid. But it's really only been five years. But we really hit it off. Like anybody who meets Bobby really does. When Lincoln was born, the community kickstarted his college fund. Josh Stapleton and the community all contributed to that. And Bobby was the one to announce that on If We're on Nintendo. And through meeting Bobby, Lincoln's life has changed forever. Like his impact is it's this ripple. But when you think about like ripples, that's too small. It's like this, this, the wave just it keeps getting, gaining momentum with every connection. Bobby's passing is devastating beyond words as I'm overcompensating with fluff and, and words here to try to convey how shattering this is. I will miss him more than anything. I talked about how I felt like I was making excuses, but I really, there was no way to do this last week. There's, there was no way. And I just hope that nobody ever experiences anything like this, but like nothing seemed to, it's not as dire as this is going to sound, but nothing else seemed to matter. Like creating, like just doing the content didn't seem to matter. Commenting on the latest Xbox news didn't seem to matter. Fighting about not, or arguing on Twitter or whatever just didn't seem like who cares. I've just lost, but we've just lost Bobby. But time is helping. It's been. We got through all of last week. We're now about halfway through this week. Time is, time is helping. Being able to take the time to put some thoughts together and to share them with you, that is helping. People reaching out and supporting me and, and making sure I'm okay, that is, that is helping me. And anybody who's creating content for me to go in and, and chat with you guys, that is helping. I feel awful I wasn't there for you guys last week uh, when everybody else was grieving too. We were all hurting. And I hope that through my messages and working with the family that I've provided at least a little bit of relief in a different way while my friends and my peers streamed and created content, together the community rallied once again to support each other. And I'm so grateful to you guys for that. Bobby was my best friend. And if any of you had passed away, I would have gone to Bobby. But when your best friend passes away, you don't have a best friend to go to. That is a pain. That is a pain I have never experienced before. And it's not to take anything away from any of you guys. Anybody who's reached out or called to make sure I didn't feel alone. You, I definitely didn't feel alone. But Bobby's passing, Bobby being gone, that is a void. That is a void.
and Bobby was my guy. In terms of content, I was nothing before him. So what am I after him? Everything I've achieved or garnered is thanks to him. He pushed me. He put me in the spotlight. He called me the greatest co-host in all the land. And some people might have jockeyed for number one position. Some people might have not wanted to be called a sidekick. I couldn't have been more proud. I couldn't be more proud to be riding shotgun with the Nintendo Guru. This moment is so hard. This feels like this is the end of this recording, this conversation. Part of the reason that I've rambled for so long is because I don't want that to end. I don't want to have to move on. That is so difficult to have to do. But it's not the end of remembering Bobby. I will always remember Bobby. And his family will experience this. People close to him will experience this. Many of us are going to experience this. This moment is painful. And as time is going to be helpful for us, there will be difficult times throughout the year. Nintendo Directs are going to be hard. Extra Life is going to be hard. The holidays are going to be difficult. His birthday will be difficult. His anniversary of his passing. There will be difficult times for his passing. But I bring that up because I'm not done sharing Bobby. This is a dedicated tribute to him and our friendship. But I am I refuse to finish. I will honor Bobby's memory for as long as I'm creating content and as long as I live. I will share his story for years to come. Thank you so much, you guys, for your love and for your support. And thank you, Bobby, for changing my life.